All right, well, let's start saying good stuff then. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Ha 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 ha. You see what I did there? I didn't say you could stop. Oh. Um, so, what shall we talk about whilst we wait? Uh, I don't we, know. We could talk about how uh, I haven't edited last week's podcast, well, which is very naughty. I mean, addressing in a form yeah. in a tribunal setting. Oh, there so will be need... there will be an official hearing. Will there? there? There will be a hearing. Yes. Oh, okay. We need to wait for um, Adam for that. Ju- Mr. Justice Beardwood. That's okay. terrifying. Imagine if oh, Adam okay. was a magistrate. Can you imagine going being before the beak and it was Adam looking down at you? He could uh, absolutely do that. Oh, I know. That's the problem. That's what I mean. I mean, very. I mean, how do we know that's not what he does? Well, maybe that's where he is now. Maybe he's mm. out passing judgment on the people of Birmingham. Maybe, I mean, uh, maybe he's more like Judge Dredd, and he's driving around in his car, just summarily really executing people that he dislikes the look of. Ju- judge, jury, and executioner. He's got the, yeah. um, the sort of lower face scowl down, hasn't he? Yeah, well, I can't really imagine him executing someone. You know <laughs> what? Are you shitting me? I can't no, imagine anybody else doing it better. I just can't imagine him actually, you know, doing it on account of it being mucky and. and no, he, he would. Uh, I do can it see from some, a distance. There's some psychotic rage behind those eyes. Those beautiful eyes. Mm. I can see him um, shooting people from from a car. Yeah. I wouldn't be a drive-by. I think, by. I think it, he would um, drive and then park, and he'd put the handbrake on, and he'd turn the engine off. And he'd, yeah. um, in, in line with my um, speed awareness course, he would take the key out of the ignition so it was clear he was not driving and also trying to shoot someone at the same time. Yeah, then he would shoot them. Uh, then he would put the glove in the, the... Sorry, the glove. He would put the gun in the glove compartment so it couldn't distract him and be a temptation, like a mobile phone. And then he would drive off. Mm. I can see him in a bell tower with a sniper rifle. Mm. I wouldn't mm. see him. Or if I did see him, it would be the last thing I ever saw. Yeah, I um, I uh, I forgot to put in the show notes, but I went and did my uh, driver awareness course. Yeah, was it fun? Uh, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. They tried yeah. to uh, scare did we me not straight. Did we? Oh, okay. Maybe we did. I can't remember. You might have just texted me about it. Maybe. Yeah. Did they... you learn any any uh, anything from the other crims? Uh, so I, I hear that you know, like really nice, sensible people can be wrongly imprisoned, and they come out as master criminals because of what they learn on the inside. I'm now in a uh, a street drag racing um, <laughs> uh, cartel, not cartel, yeah. um, gang, uh, gang, yeah, gang. Mm. It's like, or the, is there a level between fast, gang and fast and Perhaps crew, crew, um, posse. Yeah. Hmm. A collective, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think collective is probably one step below gang. Mm. Posse is sort of on the same level as gang, but in a Wild West setting, I think. Yeah. I will say that uh, because I was running late, I have never driven more over the speed limit than on my way to my driver awareness course. Uh, that'll show them. Mm. Mm. But on no, the way I home, I drove... Very carefully to make up. 
So there you yeah, go. Well, I don't, I don't think that's how it works. Like if you if you killed somebody, I don't think you could the next day not kill some. Well, what's the opposite? Well, of what if someone? I brought them back to life? Like well, um, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus didn't really kill them for. Well, he might have done. I don't know. What did Lazarus die of? Um, I think he was sick, wasn't he? He, had, he was ill. Um, I okay, well, that doesn't. I think you need to be more specific than that. If you went to a coroner, they wouldn't just say, well, he was poorly. Well, what do you think death by natural causes means? Okay. It doesn't well, mean maybe, just being a bit um, poorly. Well, that just means just, just dying. Okay, my theory is uh, that Jesus coughed on Lazarus and gave him a cold, and he died of the cold. And then Jesus yeah, felt I mean, guilty, and then brought him back to life. He can do good magic. There's nothing to say he couldn't do equal magic as well. Hang on, are we... What are you doing, Daniel? What are you, what are you up to? You're more oh, noisy than normal. I wasn't going to draw attention to this banging around. It's unprofessional. But we are, I mean... We haven't started think, yet. We haven't got Adam. Uh, yeah, Adam's, Adam's lack of professionalism is is currently overshadowing Dan, so I was willing to let it slide. I mean, Adam is ten minutes late. Mm. Mm. Very upsetting. He may he may have had to go undercover and infiltrate um, a, a drug dealer. Isn't network. he still a terrorist? Uh, he might have been picked up by um, GCHQ. Yeah. Maybe he's waiting to listen to last week's before he uh, he does this week. Maybe he's gone on strike because of my lack of editing. I mean, a strike sort of loses its emphasis if you just don't turn up. I think you have to... If you oh, if okay. a worker went on strike and they just didn't show up for work one morning, it's not a very effective strike, is it? Mm. Mm. He needs to light a brazier for a start. What? Yeah. Brazier? Like a big oil can with fire in it. That is a prerequisite of any strike. No, oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. If I if I see people without a burning oil barrel striking, I think they're fucking amateurs and they don't they don't deserve a pay rise or to I don't know whatever it is they're protesting against. In fairness, the doctor strike recently was very funny. Watching a bunch of middle class people try to work out how one strikes. Yeah, well, I imagine they probably had a patio heater. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I see. I see what you're saying about the good stuff. Yeah, we, we would have missed out on that. Mm. Right. Well, I've given this fucker long enough. Uh, Adam is going down as absent, and yep. he will need a note from his mother next week. And um, that's it. Really, it's none of my business. So, should we do a fucking podcast? Let's do a fucking podcast. Wicked. Good use of the sound effects. Thanks. We two star podcast, we are great. Spreading love, denouncing hate. Our listenership is very few, but we love every one of you. Even Pooh Man! One more thing I have to say, intended in a hopeful way. Cold brew hipster, please be my friend. I'm sorry I called you a ballet! Hey gang, it's episode 89 of Two Star Podcast. I'm Graham. I'm joined by the lovely Christopher. Hello. And the somewhat less but still very lovely Daniel. Uh, 89 is almost like 69, which is the funniest number. It's um, it's giving a blowjob to a fat person, I guess. That's less funny. Well, uh, yeah. 
it's, it's yeah, there's nothing funny about that, is there? It's disgusting. Yeah. Oral sex in general isn't funny. No, except when it is. It's not a laughing matter, is it? it well, you hope not, but it can. I was I was in a meeting today and our head of marketing was talking about um, this vision he's got for our CRM system. It was very boring, but he was talking about how um, the system will be able to suck up feeds and information about other companies. And so if, he said, if you if you program it to look for news about Siemens, it can suck up all the Siemens. <laughs> and I managed to not laugh out loud, but it was a real struggle. But nobody else even reacted. I can't relate to okay. these people. If I mean, talking about sucking up Siemens, that is objectively a very funny sentence. Yep, absolutely. And these idiots just didn't even... There wasn't even a... Which is the very least, I'd expect. No one spat their tea out across the table or anything. Piss poor. I think mm. you're working for the wrong company, aren't you? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to reevaluate all of my choices. Well, I mean, yeah. the one choice that I made once. Yeah. Right. Well, it's uh, it's the twenty first of March, and episode eighty eight is still uh, nowhere to be seen. So, um, I think I've we need to very, start off. I've been very busy. No, you will have your turn to speak. I think we need to start with an apology. So, Daniel, what am I apologising for now? Well, where is episode eighty eight? Chris has got it. Right, but. Who set the precedent for releasing an episode uh, 15 days late? You. No, you did. No. I I have not, in the last 20 years, ever held Chris responsible for his own actions. I'm not about to start doing it now. The burden of blame lies with you, Daniel. Graham, we live in an alternative facts universe now. No. The fact that I released it 15 days late does not mean that I released it 15 days late. No. If you had pulled your socks up, Chris would never have thought he could get away with this shit. Well, I don't think that's true, and therefore it isn't true because I don't want it to be. Well, I can't really, uh, I can't really come back on that. So, Chris, what were you doing that was so much more interesting than listening to well, the sound of your own voice for an hour? I can only assume that he was furiously masturbating. First well, of all, furiously, uh, as in I like think... the like cry wanking, but worse. Yeah, angry masturbation, Jesus. Mm. I don't think I've ever had an angry wank. Not that I can recall. I, I, I'm I, not doing yellow cards this week, but but that would have been a yellow card. First of all, uh, I think this is quite a good solution to our issue with too much listener feedback, is if we don't release any podcasts, there's nothing for them to respond to. So I think in terms of that... that Graham, you should be quite pleased. I'm somewhat pleased. But, mm. I mean, there is a reasonable chance that this episode is going to go out before last week's. Well, yeah. I am very efficient. Oh, but, but that would make 88, like, uh, basically a flashback sequence. Oh, wow. So we could allude could to things that happened week. last week. Yeah. And then people would be like, uh, oh, God, I've got to have to listen to that and find out what all this backstory is. How is it I don't that think Chris has now got a titanium work. leg? What, what but then I'd, have to put, then I'd have to cut in the flashbacks in appropriate places, and I'm not going to do that. Everyone knows that flashback episodes are basically an excuse for, oh shit, we didn't have any content this week, let's cut together some crap. So, um, okay, well, it'll just be... Uh, a yeah, that's in, uh, it's, so, it's not really so, that, because that, that's... 
what you're describing, Dan, is the clips show. That's not really the flashback show. The flashback is where it starts with Chris knee deep in custard with no trousers on, and then it yeah. it sort of it goes one week earlier, and it's him just in the supermarket with a trolley full of Buying custard, loads and loads of custard, <laughs> looking at it, licking his lips, and then you don't need to bother with the episode because you know how that's going to play out. Yeah, so uh, yeah, let's do that. And and actually, we could run some trailers for episode eighty eight now. Sort of, oh God. you really should is... listen to episode eighty eight when it comes out next week because we talked about some. So eighty nine is just hyping up eighty eight. That's be. all we're doing. Yeah. So eighty eight would be like a prequel. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, but then good prequels. And actually, if, um, if we get any listener feedback that, that, that this episode was rubbish, you sort of say, well, you've taken it completely out of context and you need to go well, back yeah. to... You need to research the, the sort of... It was all based on things that happened the week before. There's a lot of con- yeah, there's a lot of backstory that you, you're yeah. not aware of. You're going to feel right idiots when you listen to ATAs and it's all explained. But then mm. we'd have to really quickly record a good episode and put that out as ATAs. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's, what, um, that's what it's lacking, isn't it? That's the worry. We'd have to wreck on it. But on the subject of good prequels, there must be some. I mean, obviously not Star Wars. Nope. Um, objectively, I understand the X-Men Wolverine Origins film is terrible, but I really liked it. No, I um, I, I didn't. Yeah, no, I, I'm very much in a minority with that view. I just thought it was good. I watched the new X-Men Logan Wolverine film, and it's very good. I, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, and it's upsetting. I've missed a lot of yeah. it's, it's very different. It's not all um, like big explosions and that. It's uh, more about the character, and they, it's like a drama or some shit. Mm, cool. Mm. Uh, I would say uh, Skag Boys, the book by Irvin Welsh, is a very good No, prequel. books don't count. Well, it is books a prequel to uh, Trainspotting. Have they uh, made it into a film? Not well, yet. I don't know. No, it doesn't Not count. Yet. But it is a prequel. It was written after. Yeah. Mm. I mean, in releases awful prequel news. They're supposed to be doing a prequel of The Matrix. Which but the sequels were awful. Yeah, and so the prequel is so, going to be even worse. What's a prequel? Just normal life and then it's machines take over. how Morpheus sort of became Morpheus. Oh, for God's sake. Which you can understand sort of could be fun, but won't be. Well, he was in the Matrix, and then he got out, and then he got grumpy. Yeah. Well, solved that for him, didn't we? Yeah. So again, they shouldn't make a movie, but I can't think of any good prequels. No. Well, uh, listeners, if you can think of a good prequel, I mean, keep it to yourselves. It's not that you know. No, I like. Hell. I like. Don't don't. You've got a very high opinion of yourself if you think we give a shit what uh, you think is a good prequel. Also, are, we, are, we, are we not? Are we doing that? We like the listeners now, or what? I, I like it that I like oh, okay. it that that there is some confirmation that other people listen. Yeah, it makes me feel less like I'm just wasting my not life, but an hour every Tuesday, which is mm. a bit of my life, I suppose. I'm wasting the rest of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm perfectly mm. happy that you know the NSA bots follow us and pass the things that we say into keywords and code words. And oh God, imagine if Skynet is learning from this. 
Yeah. Just mm. think, our podcast could be something that informs how Skynet develops. In some mm. very real way, it could all be our fault. So do you know what the Fire Brigade did this week? What did the Fire Brigade do? Uh, the Fire Brigade were called to a hostel where a man had got his cock ring on too tight and they oh. had to use an angle grinder to remove it. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. I would have that thought is- that you could have used a smaller cutting device than an angle grinder. I mean, it does seem like he, they're taking a sledgehammer to a walnut there, doesn't it? That's a very unfortunate metaphor in context. It's not great, is it? But I, I think maybe it was... They'd spent apparently 20 minutes trying to remove it. Oh, no, it lasted 20 minutes. Fuck. It doesn't Can say how long the they've been trying. Uh, hey? no, no, and hello, Fire Brigade. Hi, yeah. it's the local hospital. Could you bring some a guy down here with an angle grinder... I mean, if you if you wanted an angle grinder, I don't know that the fire brigade would be my first call. I'd go handyman. But the the I think it's the cutting techniques that the fire yeah. brigade are good at. I, I, I'm one hundred percent certain that the fire brigade do not practice angle grinding off cock rings. Well, yeah, well, it's similar though. Like someone gets a javelin through their neck, it's a similar. Maybe in their free a, time. There must be transferable skills, mustn't there? I suppose, yeah. yeah. But they, they, it, the medical term is penile strangulation, mm. if that helps. It doesn't at all. Uh, oh, and doctors had tried using standard medical equipment, but had failed to remove it. So I think the issue wasn't necessarily that they said, right, let's try bigger and bigger tools until, we, until they got to Angle Grinder. They had to go straight to Angle Grinder because of the urgent treatment required to avoid organ-threatening complications. Okay. That sounds horrific. So, um, yeah. Apparently he'd put it on seven hours beforehand and then attended Mm -hmm. the emergency department after suffering from pain and swelling. (laughs) Mm. Uh, But the Irish Medical Journal has confirmed that he has got a Uh, full functional recovery. So this this is in Ireland, is it? Was it an island where this happened? Uh, well, I assume so. It was right. at uh, a hospital in Dublin. Okay, so well, that instantly was... makes it funnier because it was it happened to an Irishman. Well, I mean, if this was the 1980s and we were very lazy stand-up comedians, we'd be having a whale of a time right now. Yeah. Do you think Die Laughing yeah. would make a joke about this? Um. Yes. Okay, what what kind of joke would uh, die laughing? That of course we we all we all know the backstory of die laughing from last week, don't we? Yeah. So what what sort of backstory would he make? Um. Well, you see, right, this guy went into the hospital and he had his cock ring on too tight. Yeah. And um, he was I Irish. Can't make a joke about. <laughs> yeah, so... that's just the joke. He was Irish, isn't it funny? Yeah. yeah, that'll do it, I think. Yeah. So, so Dan, I would like you to do an impression of a Welsh stand-up comedian doing an impression of an Irishman uh, with his winky in a cock ring. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, and if it comes out Indian, you're fired. Um, God, what's an Irish accent like? <laughs> well, he... he uh, so hang on, I'm being the Irish, the Welshman who's being the Irishman. Who's... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ah, Mick Cock. <laughs> That's surprisingly good. 
Yeah, that's that's about as much as I can manage. Uh, no, yeah. I'll yeah, I'll give you uh, seven point two. Thank you. Well done. Oh, well, it was good. Well, I, I like that. I like I like thinking a bit more about die laughing because uh, I mean we all know we all know exactly what we said last week, but uh, oh yeah, I mean we couldn't get into it again now, could we? No, but no, it's nice no. to it's nice to come back and think about that now and again, isn't it? Yeah, if only there was a record of, uh, but it's yeah lost. So let's. Uh, I'd like to start a new feature. What we do every not week because we'll not do it. Uh, but every now and then, um, called real talk, and I'll try and make an exciting jingle, and I will insert it now. And that was the great jingle for Real Talk. So welcome to Real Talk with me, Graham Kett. Now the term TED Talk gets bandied around a lot, um, but I feel this is very much going to take that format. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to talk to you about toxic masculinity. Okay. Okay, good re- good reaction. Thanks. So, I can recall the very first <clears throat> time in my life I was emasculated by an alpha male. Would you like to hear about that? Go on then. Okay. Yeah, well, I would. Yeah. It yeah. All, good. Okay. Well, it all started when I was trying to get off with a 6-year-old girl. Now, a lesser speaker would be at pains here to assure you that he was 6 years old at the time too. I, however, say it's none of your business how old I was. And if you want to make jokes about me trying to pull a six-year-old girl as a fully grown paedophile adult, then I think that says more about you than it does about me. Nope. Anyway, the girl in question was Hannah Duncan, a raven-haired temptress who, it's fair to say, I wanted to bang. Well, as close as a six-year-old gets to banging, which is a hell of a lot closer than any of us get these days. Right, lads? Yep. Anyway... My six-year-old form was the very model of physical perfection. Untouched by years of alcohol and calpol, I was far closer to my sexual peak than I can ever claim to be now. I was determined that Hannah Duncan should be on the receiving end of my untapped power. So, it was, I would say, late spring, early summer, but unseasonably cold. And we were discussing the weather. I think Richard Baker may have been there as well. And uh, I said that I I wasn't wearing a vest that day. I really felt that I ought to have been wearing a vest. It was very chilly. Something in your tone is sort of halfway between letters to Penthouse and, you know, letters to the Bridgebury Evening Standard. Bearing in mind we're six, it is not going to take a sexual turn. Okay, so... That 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 would be a a straight red. I'm not... I wouldn't even get a yellow card for that. Yeah. And this is... um, This is a little bit like those Ronnie Corbett stories where he sat in the chair um but, um, but mixed yeah. with mixed with an edgier comedian so and um, I'm, i mean i'm, n- I'm nervous i'm nervous about what might happen and and, and maybe I'm, with I'm, a bit of lolita thrown in so anyway it was as i say early early summer late spring but 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 chilly and uh, i i remarked that i wasn't wearing a vest and alex graham was nearby and he said i never wear a vest even in even in winter i just never wear vests and hannah duncan looked at alex graham and she said something that 
I can still remember to this day, she said, Oh, Alex. Because of that cunt, that ruined my, not her, that's a gendered insult when you're saying it about a woman, but Alex Graham was. <laughs> that's uh, that's really shaped my life since then. But I knew at that point that I was never going to be the uh, alpha male. Yeah. He said, I, I never wear a he, vest. And she went, oh, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just I was I was trying to be the big dog, pointing out I wasn't wearing a vest that day, and he said, "Well, I never do, not even in winter," and uh, I can't compete with that. Maybe he wore a jumper. Well, even so, I wore a jumper as well as a vest. I think that that was taken as red. He, uh, yeah, he he alpha mailed me, came over, pissed higher up the tree than I did, figuratively speaking, and literally sometimes. <laughs> he did have very good pressure. I mean, I, uh, I, I, yeah. I don't want to add to your, your suffering, but I, I too, never wear a vest. Even as a child, I found them inconvenient. just hated them. I just wear additional layers well, on top. maybe. But what about when... I mean, I didn't, I didn't go around boasting to your girlfriends about it, but... Um, well, you would have done if you'd met her. Mm-hmm. I might, I might next time anyway, I visit, yeah. I might tell your whole family about how, oh, maybe. how I'm superior to you because I don't wear vests. And then a year later, she moved away and I never saw her again. Mm. That okay. is the end of that. And I think maybe that gives you a little bit more of an insight into why I am like I am. Quite possibly. And uh, mm. that was that was my first brush with, with toxic masculinity and mm. the uh, the alpha macho attitude that real men don't wear vests when I say, fuck it, if you're chilly, put on a vest. Do do what you want. Mm. I'd just like to say, I've, I've been slightly distracted by the fact that for some reason Chris sounds like a Dalek at the moment. Which is yeah, a- should we stop and restart? Hang- Okay, am I less Dalek-y? Yeah, perfect. Right. So that's yeah, that was my first brush with um with masculinity used in a competitive form. I didn't know how to come back to that. Uh and I I still don't know how I should have reacted to that now. I've made peace with it to an extent, but if I ever see Alex Graham and he's not wearing a vest, I'm just going to go fucking ape shit at him. Mm-hmm. Or even worse, if he is wearing a vest because I've carried this around with me. Maybe he was lying. Who knows? Mm. Mm. So, have you uh, any experiences with toxic masculinity? Um, mm. uh, I don't. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. How would what? Okay. How would I? How would I? What would it? What would that be like? Well, it would be um, being made to feel that you're not a proper man. For some reason, when really you, it's, you should just be you. Mm. Oh, um, I, I think people have attempted that. But has it worked? Times. I don't. I don't know. I mean, no. I probably agree with them, and so it's, n- it's not an issue. Ah, uh, well, yeah, then you're fine. I do remember yeah. before before gin became popular. I used to have order gin and tonics um, at family things and someone who was going out with my cousin 
would roll his eyes like, ooh, ooh, la-di-da, a gin and tonic, mm. uh, like it was an effeminate drink. And mm. uh, he was drinking Budweiser, and I sort of thought, well, I'm drinking a, a classic British drink here, and you're drinking American insipid weak rice wine. It's not even a beer. Budweiser is not a beer. Um, no. I, I would I would concur with German thoughts on that. It is not a beer. It does not meet their purity laws. Um, anyone who thinks it's a beer is an idiot. So. Uh, well, I I am happy to believe it's a beer. I, it tastes like beer. If it tastes like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it's probably um, a beer or something. Maybe maybe no, this is me bad. doing some doing some toxic yeah. masculinity this on is, someone else. Well, I think mm. it is, but it's not with masculinity. It's with um, beer, beer, beerinity, beer. Mm. Whatever. No, but drinking beer is a sign of your masculinity to um, some. Yeah, and it's not a weak imagine, beer. Imagine it's like five, it's five percent. It's premium. It's it's weak for rice wine, which is well, what, what it is. What, what with well, it's but it's different to rice wine. Twelve percent, twelve percent of rice wine, maybe a bit stronger. Okay, so, so yeah, you're, you're so you're not a beer snob, you're a rice wine snob. Mm. Well, I'm 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 a snob in general. Um, uh. Very much a, a Renaissance man swab snob. Uh. I'll be snobby mm. about everything, um, but that in particular. I am. Mm. I say, if you like Budweiser, drink Budweiser. Do you? You do you. Right. Well, don't okay. worry about what Chris says. So imagine you being a, a six-year-old Budweiser drinker, trying to impress yeah. this girl. Uh, I would yeah. swagger over with Alex Graham. Both of us not wearing vests, so probably topless. Um, yeah, he was and topless. He, yeah, and I would just look to you and go. That isn't even a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my six-year-old self would have um, would have kept that inside, deep inside, and 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 the mm. darkness would have grown over the over the ensuing twenty-eight years to mm. not quite consume, but you know, do a bloody good try. Um, yeah. But if it happened now, I'd uh, I'd say I'll have I'll have your Budweiser as well. Then if you're going to be a dick about it. Mm. And, and that's probably the correct response. What I should have said is, you don't wear a vest when it's cold. Fuck off. That's what I should have said. Just fuck off, Alex Graham. Just fuck off. Mm. Wouldn't it be lovely if Alex Graham actually listened to this? He was a secret fan of yours. Well, <laughs> has followed your followed your podcasting career. <laughs> and and he wants to make, make contact and sort of say how much he, he likes you. But he's yeah. just too shy. And yeah. um, he's got pictures of you on his wall. Um, mm. And he uh, he'd love to do some listener feedback, but he's just not quite brave yeah. enough. He's probably and then this fucking episode, married to Hannah Duncan now. Yeah. This this episode happens, and <sighs> poor Alex yeah. Graham. Well, he he is banned from listening. Fuck off, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> You're not welcome here. We don't need you. It's sad to see how far the toxicity has it. Gone into your soul, Graham. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll get over it. I don't even know why I remembered that this week. Mm. Something. I think I heard a six-year-old be impressed by something else another six-year-old said, and I thought, "Ah, oh, fuck you!" and nearly kicked him over. Yeah, but um, didn't. So that's a that's a 
very much a plus point for me. Mm. And uh, that should go on my police record, I think. So, mm. um, has anyone of you got anything? You, uh, Chris, talking about toxic masculinity, you did some banging up shelves and that. Yeah, yeah. I felt felt very manly. In fact, you, maybe maybe our friend Hayden that came to help was uh, was alpha mailing me at the weekend. Yeah. Was he well? Was he wearing a vest? Know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but we did go to Screwfix, and he did ask. He did say things like he knew the difference between screws and and uh, and I would, but um. not to talk to a man about. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he was able to do lots of lots of man talk at Screwfix to the point that uh, that they asked them, you know, what you uh, are, they asked him to leave. What's your what's your trade? And it was like, oh, right. um, and he had to oh. admit that he was just a, a, a hobbyist. Yeah, a hobbyist. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we we uh, we built some shelves. So my my wife went away to a spa, and she'd got this big list of uh, urgent decorating things that needed to be done. And uh, I explained to Hayden that uh, in my games room, uh, eventually I would like to have a fridge. And he was just like, well, let's build a cabinet that the fridge can go underneath and you can put all of your, um, all of your alcohol up above it. Um, mm. So that's what we did rather than useful, important decorating. Um, and it's great. And uh, how, did that, second, how did that go down uh, with your wife? Uh, I think she's quite impressed with uh, how it looks. Uh, it's very nice. Uh, when now she I came need to home, buy... did she go, Oh, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he'd, he'd gone. He'd gone by then. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's... Uh, you win then. But mm. he um, it, he sort of taught me how to build shelves. Um, so then I've been building more shelves this week. Just everywhere you go. Everywhere. There, there isn't... Any work, area that would be better shelves. if there were shelves. <laughs> yeah. In fact, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm uh, podcasting from my games room. It doesn't really feel like a games room at the moment because it's full of lots of boxes. Uh, but the fridge is in the corner, and uh, you know what? I'm feeling a bit thirsty. I might give you a little tour of the fridge. Ooh, okay. I like that. That'd be smashing. I'm gonna get up. And uh, I'm going to go over to the fridge. I'm going to open it, look. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to reach in and get a lovely a lovely cold lager that actually is a beer, not like Budweiser. And uh, I'm going to open it on my work surface. And then I'm going to drink what, it. Uh, what make of beer is it? It is a little beer. Oh, that's even worse than Budweiser. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, it's it's brewed in the UK using no, actual things that worse. go in actual beer. So yeah, that's that's terrible. Mm. Not uh, supermarket own brand is the worst. Yeah, it's not. It's delicious and refreshing. Which uh, which brand is it aping? Um, I don't know. Well, what does the can? Says. What does the can look like? It's not a can. It's a bottle. I wouldn't drink uh. out of a can. <laughs> not a, <laughs> not some povo that would drink out of a can. Not on a bench. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sat on a on a cushion on the floor, in what used to be my bedroom, uh, which is now just a room full of boxes with alcohol in, and uh, mm, yeah. Nice. 
So there we go. Well, well and, done uh, he, helped me put a, he helped me put a tile up. That was exciting. Just the one? Just one tile, yeah. <laughs> All right. Is it a very big tile that covers the whole wall? Uh, it's a splashback, and it is a big oh, tile, so it's... Uh, on the toilet. It's 30 centimetres by 60 centimetres, so it just mm. had to be squidged against the wall uh, behind the sink. So that's what I did. Mm. Well done. Mm. So, did you go out in <clears throat> Dorset? Uh, yeah, we went to the um, the uh, hipster pub. Oh, fuck. I was hoping you wouldn't take him there. Well, I um, I had to take him somewhere because I didn't want him in my house all that time. I think you should have just taken him to Little. Yeah. I did take him to Little, actually. We had a lovely time. Oh, God. <laughs> doing all the things I want to do. Uh, yeah. Just because of my stupid children, I couldn't go. And uh, we went to um, KFC. That's oh, another really place like that you'd like. No, I'm not bothered about KFC, really. Okay, and B and Q. Those are the places we went. I do like B and Q. Mm. It's no Wix, but it's better than home base. Mm. Yeah, I like um, generic, unbranded DIY stores. You don't see many of them, but they tend to be very cramped and smell very fusty. Oh, you have things fun. really, really wedged up together, don't you? That oh yeah, been there yeah a that's long great. Time. Yeah. Mm. There's one in uh, Honiton called Rainbow Superstores. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. If you're very good, I will. um, Mm. Great. So, Dan, uh, you've got some story from your time in the Navy. Yes. um, It's it's just basically a headline I wanted to read. Um, So, Navy officers accused of raging multi-day party with a rotating carousel of prostitutes. Mm. Uh, and an orgy with General Douglas MacArthur memorabilia. Historic memorabilia related to General Douglas MacArthur was used by the participants in sexual acts. Basically, I want to be those people because (laughs) I'm obviously that one a few weeks ago um, and I've never fucked anything historical and I didn't know (laughs) that I wanted to until I read that. Now... Jesus, I've just realised I've never fucked anything historical. No. God, what have I been doing with my life? Exactly, exactly. Oh, I've been too busy being hung up on six-year-olds in vests all the time. I should have been fucking historical items. Damn it. You're going to go for the young end of the spectrum, you're going to go for the old end of the spectrum. I'm very interested in the concept of a rotating carousel of prostitutes. Do you think that's literal or figurative? Well, I, I don't know. This is the thing. It sounds it- so completely over the top that I can well believe they got, like, uh, nicked a, a roundabout or um, the carousel things you get in parks. They have a name, and I can't remember them. Um, uh, Merry Round Round. Yes. Yeah. And, and, like, just stuck a bunch of prostitutes on them. And yeah. then... Going up and down. I have, With I the- have many questions. Um, okay. So I don't have any answers, but I'm happy to make some up. Right. This sounds like a an event that had quite a lot of planning and organisation go into it, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, you can't just buy a, a merry-go-round off eBay, can you? But you see, I have this delightful fantasy of someone saying, guys, let's just go all out tonight, and nicking a merry-go-round, some Douglas MacArthur thing, and hiring a shitload of prostitutes, and just doing it completely on the fly. Which would be amazing. 
<clears throat> I'm currently googling rotating carousel of prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I went for the different way. I, I googled Douglas MacArthur because uh, uh, yeah. I don't know who he is. Uh, some, he was the some... American general in charge of the Pacific Theatre in World War Two. Yeah. I need to know more about the carousel. I need to know if it's. Uh, did it have a, a a pipe organ playing jaunty music? Because that would be, so be off putting. Cool. No, that would be off putting. I suppose it would make you last longer, so you get your money's worth. But yeah, but it, mm. if uh, I, 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 okay, I, I have problems with this on quite a lot of levels. Okay. Um, uh, I think I think it's quite uh, it's quite. <laughs> It's quite crude, isn't it? This this whole thing. However, yeah. m- my my questions that I think you'd be more interested in is, well, well ha- if if the carousel is constantly moving, right? Yeah. Um. Well, is uh, is, is it just? Spit it out. I, I don't. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand how this would, would work. They don't go around very level. quickly, do they? And you yeah, can have sort of hop on, hop off. Okay. Think of the, um, the carousels in fun fairs and stuff, where it sort of goes up and down a bit, um, yeah. and obviously you're supplying the up and down a bitness. It's doing all the hard work for you, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, you get to look at a different view while you're, um, I guess, fucking. Okay. So... So then, this this um, what what historical items did they have? This this seems a little bit like like um, Ready Steady Cook. So what <laughs> what what did they what did they have to work with? Sorry, in in what respect does this seem like Ready Steady Cook? Because I must have missed some episodes. <laughs> I'm going to be Ready Steady Cook now. Ainsley so, never had a go on a rotating carousel of prostitutes that I saw. So that we know. So, so these people arrive um, at at this this orgy, yeah, and they yeah. sort of think, oh, we're we're going to do an orgy. Um, okay, mm-hmm. what what accessories do we have? Oh, look, in this in this bag are some of General Douglas MacArthur's historical artifacts. How you know what what recipe are we going to cook up with this? Do you see? So why are they being indicted for this? What's the issue? Is it the rotating carousel of prostitutes or is it the historical memorabilia? I think it's basically all of it. Right. So is this not allowed from people in the Navy? Because I think this sounds like something that they would very much encourage based on some films I've seen. (laughs) I say films. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, No, apparently, yes, they're in trouble for, for all of it. Oh. So if it had been like a instead of a rotating carousel, if it had been like a pirate ship, would that have been okay? I think that would have been double plus bad because I think the navy double plus. Keen on okay, what about a Ferris wheel? That might have been okay. A coconut shy. That's I mean that's that's entry level stuff, isn't it? Having sex on a co- coconut shy sounds really uncomfortable. Well, no, because you wouldn't. No, the prostitutes would be lined up and you throw balls at them. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? Do- no, that's not really acceptable, is it? No. <laughs> no. Okay, what about a, a prostitute ghost train? Uh, what? Uh, yeah, I'm I just trying to... Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, you go, you go, you sit on the train, a sexy yeah. ghost train, Tunnel of Love. That's that, isn't it? Is it already oh, exists? Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that seems acceptable because they're basically called a, a Tunnel of Love. And, hmm. yeah. I, I wouldn't want to touch a Tunnel of Love if no. it had real, real life prostitutes in it, though, because that's going to be sticky as fuck. Yeah. Okay. Like the bubble. Have we. Uh, at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chessington. Uh, the. God rest Professor Burp's soul. <laughs> right, well, let, I think we've extracted all of the. Yeah. Before Chris starts handing out yellow cards willy nilly like he did last week. Christ, that got out of hand. Uh, he said mm. willy. <laughs> I did say willy, yes. Well done. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> uh, so, so but I, 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 I would like. More details, Daniel. Well, I'm, I'm not certain that we have any more. That's the, that's the worry. Maybe you could do some research next week and then fill us in on all the disgusting facts. And what? See, the thing is, I don't think the, the prosaic facts will be anywhere near as good as the headline. No, I don't think it'll be quite boring. It'll be a lot of legal speak. Yeah. Mm. And uh, one thing I know about legal speak is it's dull. Yeah. Whereas a rotating carousel of prostitutes... Sounds like a wild time. So, um, today's National Poetry Day. Should we do some poetry? Says Chris. Mm. Yeah, I... I I didn't even know it was National Poetry Day. Well, I heard it in the car. I half heard it. It it might have been a lie. I think it was Wessex FM. Mm. Um, But they they read out some poetry. So I thought, yeah, why not come up with some? I I haven't prepared any. I can perform a haiku, if you'd like. Go on, then. What's a haiku? Five seven five. Yeah. Um, haiku are rubbish. If you say you like them, no, uh, no. If you like them, you lie. They are proper shit. Yep, yeah, very good. That's technically a haiku, but I hate haikus because they don't rhyme. And also, I have a deep hatred of all Japanese Ooh. pop culture, as we've established before. Mm. Our haiku's pop culture. No, it's not really pop culture, is it? No, no. Just Japanese culture in general. Right. I read a, uh, I read, um, a Murakami book based on some recommendations from people. Mm. And uh, it's all right. Weird. Yeah, I've got a Murakami book I need to read. Yeah, th- I, I read that one. I beat you to it, and I didn't even own it. And you did. Yeah. So I am better at reading than you. Hmm. Uh, okay. So yeah, I mean, we could do a poem. Well, I've, I've, the, I've got I mean, the I've got the the start of a poem, uh, but I don't know how to finish okay. it. Um, there was a young man named Daniel. Oh, you're going for the purest form of poetry, yeah. the limerick. Yeah. Um, who resembled? I think a you were, I, I'd spaniel. Like to, Would you like some? Would you like some? critique of this because I think you have painted yourself into a corner using the word Daniel at the end of a line. No, 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 no. So there was a young man named Daniel who resembled a cocker spaniel. Okay. Right? I I don't know in what way he would I mean you could change it to spring a spaniel. Um but in what way would he um he he humped people's legs (laughs) um what else then was ate all their eggs. Uh, but I, th- I think you're going to struggle with the last line because there is no other word that rhymes with Daniel. Oh, it's got to rhyme with Daniel. I'm, I'm not really very good yeah. at this, are they? Um, oh, Jesus. Um, 
Okay. Well, I've got, I've got I, another one. How about, there was a young man named Dan who... <laughs> had a very big was... fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this resembles a poem that you have already written, and it ends with get in the van. <laughs> I'm sure you send that in before you join the podcast full time. Oh dear. Yeah, maybe. You have to yeah. look, go through the archives. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know that we're really mentally, um, well, competent to well, come up with a let's poem. Ask, uh, on let's ask our listeners own. to uh, come up with some some two star themed poetry. Yeah, that's I'd a good like idea. That. Yeah. But I'm not having any of this non-rhyming shit. No, obviously. That if it doesn't rhyme, it's not a poem. Anyone can just write stuff down that doesn't rhyme. That takes no skill. Rhyming mm. is key. And as uh, the Reverend Run DMC once said, it's tricky to rock a rhyme. It's tricky to rock a rhyme that's right on time. It's tricky. It's tricky, tricky, tricky. That doesn't rhyme. Fuck you. Tricky rhyme is tricky. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basics. Mm. And rhyme rhymes with rhyme. And you just repeat yourself. uh, To rock a rhyme that's right on time. Yeah. And then he goes on to say... So you just have, there was a young man named Daniel as the final line. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which I believe was the the very early limericks, just repeated the, uh, the last... Hmm. The, the the they just repeated yeah, the first line. I think that's, line. A, that's a that's a cop out. I I think mm. I reject that. How about um, there was a young man named Daniel who resembled a cocker spaniel. Um, he also liked gravy. Yeah, right. He also liked gravy, and um. And went to, um, got kicked out of the navy for eating every oxo granule. That's right. I'm not quite sure that works, but... but well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just the ideas man. You you convert that into a poem. You did. You did. I've I've done the hard work. You you make it scan. It's not my problem. All right. I think poetry is very much about conveying uh, the meaning, and I've done that. Without yeah. having to fuck about writing an actual poem, mm. I don't know why you'd get kicked out of the navy for eating all the gravy. But I mean, it's they're really clamping down, starting with carousels of prostitutes. Mm. Uh, it's only a matter of time before they come for the gravy eaters. <laughs> and that sounds like something really <laughs> disgusting. Them, I'm, I'm genuinely traumatized now. A remote a rotating carousel of prostitutes eating all the historic gravy. Mm. So, uh, Chuck Berry died this year, and not, uh, apparently, 30 years ago, which confused me. Yeah, no, I thought he was dead as well. So, you know, I, I, I'd pretty much done my morning. Would um, you like to know a similar thing that uh, it surprised me very much this week, is that Vera Lynn is still alive? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Uh, just sort of thing, oh. Because I, 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 saw, I saw somebody saying happy birthday to Vera Lynn, I thought, oh, how old would she have been today? And she would have yeah. been 101, which is how old she is. 100. Which makes 100, no sense. Yeah. 100, oh, not 101, yeah. That's slightly more impressive than 101. Yeah, because it... Well, it, it's slightly less impressive, but people mark it, don't they? No, it's more impressive. 
to be exactly a hundred rather than be a hundred one. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a a score in cricket. It's more impressive to score a hundred and one, but when you get to a hundred, they go, ah, you've reached a hundred. Yeah, but then if if you get a hundred and one, no one cares. If you had got a hundred, everyone would say, oh, good good job, well done. And if he was out well, for a hundred and one, they'd say, well, he was he he couldn't even get to his his double centuries. Piss poor. Mm. I mean that's just I mean that's relativity. I think that's what Einstein was talking about. Yeah. Should we um we could discuss the theory of relativity with our brilliant understanding of physics if you like. That would upset our listeners. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, as I understand it, relativity means that the faster you go, the slower time goes or the faster. Yep. And uh, I mean that's yeah. clearly not true. Because otherwise, uh, why aren't astronauts all really, really young? Well, they're younger uh, than they would be. Well, I'm younger than I would be if I uh, aged at twice the speed. You can't just say that. Hmm. It's because they... Uh, it's it's very marginal, the speeds that we're capable of going. Hmm. Well, then we need to go faster, don't we? I, I do actually have a genuine physics-based question, which I can't answer, which maybe you can. Okay. Uh, so they said something about they want to go to Mars by 2030 the other day or something. I don't know. I was only half listening. Yeah. But there's a this sort of a renewed push for uh, a, a Mars shot, I suppose it would be called now, not a moon shot. But what is the, what, what's the difficulty of sending somebody to Mars? Because I think if you can send somebody to the moon, you've done the hard bit. Mars is the same but further. Surely? Quite a lot further. Yeah. Right, but if the hard bit is getting out of Earth's gravity, that's the same. All you need okay, to do is getting, have more food. Getting back uh, is is it's not my problem. Tricky. No, but I think they... I, I think uh, they yeah, that's true. Get back. Getting off Mars would be getting tricky, off wouldn't Mars it, because would be of gravity. Difficult. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. they could um, have a really, really tall ladder and just keep the uh, spaceship in orbit. It'd have to be a really tall ladder. Like Yeah, well okay, stick a couple together. Yeah, okay. But I mean, okay, so getting back from Mars is maybe the difficulty then. But getting there, piece of piss. Same as going to the moon, but it takes longer. Mm. Well what what's your mm, what what you what's harder about getting to Mars than is about getting to the moon? That's what I want to know. You have to be kind of locked in a tiny spaceship, like the size of a... a yeah, people do that shit all the time. Look at monks. Well, no, but for like two years and... Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't like anyone enough to spend two years... Tra- I'm not saying you're going to go to Mars. They probably pick somebody a bit more tolerant of other humans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, that's fair. Um, <laughs> other humans do suck. Yeah. A lot. They probably pick someone that wanted to go... That would be like... <laughs> <a new laughs> <resident laughs> Same criminals. Yeah. Do what we they did in like Australia, a, but we're Mars. Yeah. They, oh, wouldn't, mean, that be, wouldn't that be awful if, if we sent them there and it turns out Mars is better? Well, like Australia. That's what happened yeah. to Australia, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Mars yeah. straight. We should learn from our mistake. Okay, we'll go to Mars and we'll leave criminals here. That's a they good can have point. Earth. We fucked it up. They can stay here on horrible Earth and we'll go to Mars. Mm. Cool. I, know, oh, but I think what's interesting is that 
I, I think the interesting thing with, with Mars is that it's not governments that are really pushing for this anymore. It's just uh, yeah. it's just super mega rich businessmen, um, which is a little bit like themes from James Bond films, isn't it? Mm. Moonraker in, yeah. in particular. It mm. does seem a bit weird, though, that, right, you always thought Bond films were really scary bad guys, but now it turns out, no, it's the government, not not the villains. They don't hide. They're, they're not in secret societies. They're just, you know, right there. Mm. I think they do hide a bit. Uh, not very much. Well, maybe not the ones you hear about, but maybe the really good ones do hide. That's true, yeah. A, th- a thought that's just occurred to me is that basically Donald Trump is like Shaggy in that song, isn't it? He's just being caught out. <laughs> People have gone, oh, we've got mm. all of this evidence. He just goes, oh, it, it wasn't me. Mm, I didn't yeah. do it. That's not true. And you think, but, mm. it, but it was. And, uh, I mean, he's not really arguing with somebody who just says, no, no, it didn't do it. wasn't me. No. <laughs> you can prove that they did, but they'll just say, no, no, that's wrong. Yeah. Fake news. Mm-hmm. It's a very that's good... Uh, the other person. Sorry. I was just going to say, it's, oh, it's a very yeah. good um, technique to win arguments, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I employ it quite just, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, people prove you're wrong. You no, don't accept that. Mm. So the other person who died this week was Martin McGuinness, and I'm not sure was he a goodie or a baddie. I need it broken down into those terms. Complicated. I think you, the answer is basically yes. I see. Is it more nuanced than him just being a goodie or a baddie? Because if it is, yeah. then I'm, I'm not really, and I'm not really bad. interested at all. Then. I believe he was a baddie, but then became a goodie. Does that yes. sound about right? Uh, if you if you need it, if you need it as a soundbite, then it's sort of yes. Okay, well, then it's sad yeah. that he died. Yes, except for the bits where it isn't. <clears throat> well, but, also- well, but then okay, for how long was he? Right, give me percentages to the nearest five. How much of his life was spent? Being uh, an infant, so you know, out of his control. Uh, how long was spent being a baddie, and how long was spent being goody? I need ratios. It's about well, the good. The Good Friday Agreement was uh, 1997, so that was mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Uh, that was I good. Think, I understand that. Yeah, and I, I think that, that there wasn't really much in the way of progress before New Labour came to power, was there? Because Don't the Tories worry. wouldn't really, really support it. Um, so he maybe had, was trying to, you know, change and become a bit more moderate prior to that. If you take 97, okay, so he's had, he's had 20 years. How old is he? 66, I think. And we'll 66. call it 16 was when he was... Uh... Well, I don't so think that he means he's actually blowing people up until he was well, in his 20s. Well, well, I think he probably started thinking about it when he was 16, though, didn't he? Well, well I'd still go for it to about 20 years of meh. Well, we've got, we've got to round it up, so... Okay, well, I mean, I mean, if you, so if, you, if you assume that he was born evil, uh, which is mm. a, a, quite, a, quite a harsh stance, I think, um, no, no, then, then he was 30% 
thirty percent post post Good Friday Agreement. So he was thirty percent a goodie. Um, mm. But you think what? At what point do you think he became evil, Dan? Sixteen. Well, no, Dan. I said sixteen. Dan said twenty when he started blowing stuff up. But I think he was probably. I mean, I think between the ages well, look, of sixteen and twenty, basically everybody is evil. I didn't. Let's not say evil. Let's just say bad. Mm. So, so sixteen. Sixteen makes it a very uh, nice. Um, well, yeah, because it's fifty easy. years, isn't it? That's what I was so thinking. So it's twenty divided by fifty, so it's forty percent. Yeah, I, I can I can do the math on that. Yeah. So he was a he was forty percent goody. Uh, it's not good enough. So I will not mourn him. Fair enough. But then um, it's a bit more complicated than that, isn't it? Because what he what he believed in uh, was that Ireland should be unified and that the the British army were an occupying force and they needed to leave. Hang on a minute. Are you trying and... to educate me again? <laughs> um, I've told you before, I'm not having this. Okay. Think of him as um, uh, a less... a less. Uh, mm, think of him as a little bit like a, a, a very pale version of Nelson Mandela. Quite, yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure Nelson Mandela didn't blow anyone up. He was a terrorist. Yeah, he did. That's why it, he went to prison, okay. isn't it? In that case, it's a perfectly valid comparison. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's it's but, it's no. not it's not the same, but it's it's a bit similar. Mm. And that Nelson Mandela. So what, what um, percentage? If you had to tell me what percentage he was, Nelson Mandela. Oh, I, I'm not sure I can work that out. I mean, Nelson okay, Mandela, right. I think, was definitely more of a goodie um, okay. than uh, than McGuinness. Right, so let's say Nelson Mandela is a 10, uh, Osama Bin Laden is a 0, where was Martin McGuinness? Well, now hang on, because Osama Bin Laden did did fight the Russians out of Afghanistan, um, and that's arguably a good thing. He helped defeat communism. If you know, if you uh, okay. if you're on the if you're on the position of the the west, that I, pr- I presume I, you I are, we, then I, we're taking know, it as read that Osama Bin Laden is a baddie, aren't we? Yeah. You're not making a defence case for Osama Bin Laden, so that's one thing. But we're getting getting a bit more nuanced, aren't we? We're working out percentages, and at some point in time, uh, I think at the the end of his life, he was a baddie. Okay, well, uh, should we simplify it and say, uh, say 10 is Nelson Mandela, 1 is Idi Amin? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, You've got to educate me. Who was he? He was um the was it Uganda? Should we right. go for Kim Jong Kim Jong Fat? Or what, the what new about one? Pol Pot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Who, what? Who's Kim Jong Fat? who's that? Kim Jong un, but Oh I see. I thought there was a I thought he died as well and there was uh, a new one and I because I haven't been on Twitter today. No, it, it, it's That's the only way I would find out about that. I just feel like well, I, um, that, see I don't think this is gonna work because I don't think you can find someone who is pure evil or pure good because well I'm not saying either one is pure evil or pure good I'm just saying those are the two arbitrary ends I've chosen for the spectrum I'd like to know where okay. Master McGuinness fits on so, it so I could, I could find someone who scored 11 or 0 on your scale oh yeah if you want to yeah okay well, I, okay right I accept that so so what's the limit then so give me the, give me the oh, numbers again be, so 
One is, well, who are we going to say? Osama Bin Laden or Eddie Armin or Pol Pot? Oh, Pol Pot's good shout. Pol Pot, I think, is a, uh, yeah. I, I, mean, don't, I don't really have a good uh, reference point. I mean, uh, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know his, his uh, back catalogue well enough to give a verdict on Pol okay, Pot. Okay, well, let's, let's stick he, with Osama was... Bin Laden. We'll, say, we'll call him a one and okay. accept that there will be lower. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then Nelson Mandela is a 10 because we will accept that there was gooder. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Where was, uh, where was Martin McGuinness? Okay. Um, right. I'm, I, I mean, this is just my own subjective scoring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd say, uh, seven. Okay. Dan. I was going to go for like a six. Okay, well, split the difference, six and a half. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for listening to episode 89. Uh, hang on, hang on. No, I've got some really important... I've got something really important to oh, talk about. God. Okay, this well... Is, this is really let important. Me, let me close the episode and we'll, you can do that as AOB. Cool. Well, hang on, hang on. How, so uh, thanks for... You promised, you promised. This is really important. Uh, I give you my word. Okay. Okay. So thanks everybody for listening for what my mouth is work notting. Uh thanks for listening to episode 89. If you enjoyed this, you can rate and review us on iTunes probably. Um you can follow us two star podcast the word two not the number two uh on the Twitter. Uh we're on Facebook nobody ever uses that so don't bother with that. Mm. Um and Daniel lives in Elephant and Castle so just feel free to pop round, start yelling Dan outside every flat. Eventually, he'll invite you in for a cup of tea. Uh, we'll mm. be back next week, or possibly in a day or two, with episode eighty-eight. So, uh, until then, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Right. Okay. So. Okay, so, you can do your uh, you can do your other business now. So th this is um, this is the bonus bit, yeah. Yeah, I have heard some very distressing rumours about our superfan, and I'm worried that she might have betrayed us. <sighs> oh, I see. So I was What's the listening. Well, I was ah. listening to uh, Geek News Radio um, whilst I was building my shelves. Because I thought I'd do, you mm. know, a manly, a good manly podcast uh, to listen to, mm. um, and I, I didn't end up hearing a lot of it because uh, I was drilling and sawing up wood with a, a big, um, a big circular saw. But however, and you, you didn't have five hours to spare. Well, well, uh, I, I actually, it, I was still, I was still, it was still on. Uh, it got to the end. I hadn't heard very much of mm, it. Yeah. Uh, but the bit I did hear, which caused me great distress, was that uh, one of the um, one of the uh, what 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 do we call people that talk on podcasts? Presenters. Uh, legends. Oh yeah, presenters. Presenters. Yeah, one of the presenters um, uh, said that he would had been gifted a bottle of whiskey by a fan. And uh, that he thought that it was Stavrina that had sent it. <laughs> now this It'll isn't possible, uh, this isn't uh, Dave from Birmingham. This is a different presenter. And oh, 
And so that means that not only well, now did that, she... Well, that is an incredible twist, because I just assumed it was David from Birmingham, mm-hmm. and I yeah. thought, well, yeah, fair enough, they're friends. So not only did did she allegedly buy uh, what was apparently a very delicious, tasty, peaty whiskey, but she then sent yeah. it internationally to a different country. Mm. Now, so who... who what? So what was the name of the presenter that it got oh, sent tab. to? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. No, that is a betrayal. That's a huge betrayal, she, isn't it? She exported whiskey to the EU, our enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, allegedly, allegedly, yeah. they, they just thought that that would be who had sent it. Oh, um, well. I mean, I don't, even, I don't even like whiskey, but the principle is there, and I'm furious. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, none of, our, none of our none of our fans I mean, I, have I, ever I, I, um, have ever bought us anything nice as a treat, have they? I and in fact, I mean, when we when we ever at all anyway. when we go out of our way to try and try and visit them, uh, they yeah, they leave fuck the off to Bristol. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what we do about this. But the good news is, is that if we can anonymously send tasty treats to. Uh, hmm two people on Geek News Radio, they will just consume it without question. So, uh, right, well, they're, they're very much exposed to... They're very much exposed to being poisoned, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have no right to still be broadcasting, really, because we did win the war conclusively a long time ago. Yeah. And still they persist, but I just... They're not even worth my time. Mm. But, yeah, it's not on, is it? Really? Well, no, I, mean, very it's very I would. Uh, I would like uh, the only way I feel that uh, balance can be restored is if we each receive in the next fourteen days a bottle of single malt whiskey, which I will drink with Coke just to spite her <laughs> and you and everybody else, because no. I don't like whiskey because it's fucking horrible. But if you have it with Coke, it's not too bad. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. But I mean, it might be. It might be that it wasn't her. Because they have, uh, they maybe have more than more than one super fan. In fact, they probably do. Well, more than one listener. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, well. Then that's for her to prove otherwise, isn't it? Yeah, I think she's clearly guilty until proven innocent here. Yeah, that's how it works in this country. Yeah. Now that we've got rid of the human rights. So that's something that I was very upset by. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I am going to hereby issue a three-episode ban. From listening. Lavrina. Yeah. Mm. No, for all listeners. All listeners are banned from listening for three episodes now. Yep, seems sensible. The whole class has to stay behind. Okay. Because that's the only way you can effectively punish somebody, is to punish everyone around them and let them sort themselves out. How are you going to uh, how are you going to enforce this ban? Just not publish the next three episodes. (laughs) 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 That'll show them. Well, given yeah. that I haven't um, published episode eighty-eight, uh, does that oh, not kind of count as count as time served? Like they were, <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> they were on yeah. remand last week, and uh, yeah. Okay, well, they have to be electronically tagged then. Yeah. Mm. What if non-listeners listen to it? Ah, mm. a Russell, like, you know, a paradox for you. Okay, well then. 
the only way the listeners can get themselves unbanned is by going to a non-listener's house and listening to it there with another person who... So they, they've, the non-listener will cancel them out, okay. but then they become a listener, so they can't repeat it with the same person. I wonder if we've got any new listeners. I did tell three or four people about it, mm. and then they probably looked and realised that episode... 88, which I told them was going to be great. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, to be fair, it was, but they'll be looking for it, thinking, what? This makes no sense. It's all out of out of chronological order. It's not yeah. Pulp Fiction, for fuck's sake. Because there's no yeah. 87, is there? Because that, that, that didn't work. It's just oh, failed. shit. Yeah. Oh, this has gone horribly <laughs> wrong. Yeah. I think, in, in many ways, we are the Pulp Fiction of, um, of podcasts. Yep. Just because of how pretentious we are, mostly. But also, you know, we come out with some... There's some good, memorable lines every now and then. Yep. And um, Dan uh, shoots up a, a cafe. Yeah, I mean... Did they shoot up the cafe? They held it up. I don't know that they shot it up. No, I don't think they did, actually. There was lots of I other might be, I might be misrepresenting Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I maybe should watch Pulp Fiction again, but I just can't face it. I quite like it. This is a good film. I liked it, but then I watched it and realised that it's very, very pretentious. Well, yes. As is everything Quentin Tarantino does. Yes. I tried to watch The Hateful Eight recently and I just... I couldn't, oh, I can't even be couldn't be having it. I did like uh, Inglorious Bastards, so that was... I didn't like film. that either. Well, Oddly, I didn't wrong. think it was pretentious enough. Oh, I see. I, I, uh, thought, it was I thought it was, I thought it was great. It made me want to smoke... It's just a mm, it hour and a half really long cool, advert for smoking, isn't it? Smoking pipes, yeah. smoking mm, and, and and listening to German. And I mean, yeah. how how cool are evil Nazis? Because they just oh, they're great. They're just so they're just so stylish, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Vince Christoph is amazing. He didn't even stoop to speaking in English. It was great. Mm. And I sort of think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that film was the start of the rise of uh, the alt-right. Quite possibly. They Quite sort of possibly. thought, oh, these Nazis... Uh, but surely it should be a cautionary tale because they all get blown up in that theatre at the end, don't they? Spoiler alert, probably. But, I mean, it's an old film. You've got no excuse. Yeah. But they um, they Hopefully they looked cool up. right up until the point... I mean, they were doing horrible, evil things, but they looked really cool doing it. Yeah, yeah, they're they? looking really mm. great. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're going to do something evil, look cool while you're doing it, because that's that's the real issue with Fred and Rose West, wasn't it? That they look yeah. very, very uh, sort of dowdy and uh, yeah. frumpy, and it. Mm. I mean, I'm, Joseph Fritzl, there's a man with some style at least. I am. I'm uncomfortable with with your brand of humour. Too edgy for me. Okay. Fair play. Let's uh, let's knock this on the head then. Bye. <laughs>